This is an ABC podcast. Sergei Kislyak is a bit of a mover and shaker. For nearly 10 years, he was the Russian ambassador in the US. And he was famous for his lavish parties. His pleas for more trust between the US and Russia. And I think there are all reasons to do so. And his feelings about the way things used to be in Russia. I loved the Soviet Union. I'm not talking about some policies. I was talking about the country. But Sergei Kisilyak was more than just an ambassador with a penchant for parties. He worked for the Russian government. He worked for Vladimir Putin. He was doing his job in gathering information. He was possibly a top spy who got very close to key Trump campaign figures. And he was kind of radioactive. Every time he got within range of a Trump official, they found themselves in big trouble. I'm Matt Bevan, and this is Russia If You're Listening, a podcast that examines the findings and fallout from the Mueller report. We know from US Attorney General Bill Barr that Robert Mueller's team uncovered a vast Russian operation to influence the US presidential election. But if the Trump campaign wasn't involved, how come they couldn't stop talking to Russians? One theory is that the Trumps were kind of framed, tricked into taking pointless, suspicious-looking meetings with Russians, which we would then find out about and investigate. So today on Russia, if you're listening, we're looking at Russia's big trick on the Trumps, America and the Western world. When I hear the word meetings, this is what I usually think of. There are one participants in the meeting. Hello, 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 hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello, Will. Can oh, you hear back? me? Can't hear you now. Hello. Is there someone else on the okay, call? Hi. There's a lot of faffing around. No, gone now. I can definitely hear you. Uh, it's quiet now. Half the time is spent just making the speakerphone work. Now the receiver in this room doesn't work. <laughs> and then just when you think you're getting somewhere... Oh, shit, I just crashed my car in the car park. That is just awesome. <sighs> I couldn't get any more. Shit. Nothing solved, time wasted. This may be the life of the former Russian ambassador, Sergei Kislyak, but he doesn't care. He's a guy that just seems to bloody love meetings, but specifically meetings with Trump people. But what Sergei Kislyak really loves is when what happens in those meetings gets broadcast to the world, like it did when he met Jared Kushner, Michael Flynn, Jeff Sessions, and even Donald Trump. And every person he met with found themselves in a world of trouble. Kislyak took a meeting with Trump's son-in-law Jared Kushner way back in December 2016. It was in Trump Tower and future National Security Advisor Mike Flynn was there too. And the main item on the agenda? Kushner apparently wanted to set up a way to communicate with the Russians without the US government listening in. Kushner and Kislyak were actually discussing the setting up of a secret channel between the Trump transition team and Moscow. Uh, and in fact, we're discussing using Russian communications gear to accomplish that. This is Greg Miller, the Washington Post journal who broke the story. But how did he find out about it? 
Well, it seems that Kisilyak wasn't very careful with his communications, and that might have been on purpose. His communications with Moscow, they are under surveillance. They are intercepted, and that is how the US intelligence picked up on what was discussed in this meeting with Kushner. Kisilyak knows the Americans are tapping his phones. He knows how to avoid that when talking to Moscow. But he decided to talk about his meeting with Kushner on an unsecured line. Russian officials and intelligence operatives will often push falsehoods into uh, communications channels that they know the United States is monitoring just to sow confusion. So is that what was happening here? Did Kushner ever really suggest the back channel? Reporter Greg Miller says he's pretty sure that Kisilyak didn't just make it up. What would be the point of putting Kushner in a vulnerable position this way? Well, the point might be to hobble a senior White House official's ability to do his job. Whatever the motive, it has cast a cloud over Kushner ever since. Let me be very clear. I did not collude with Russia, nor do I know of anyone else in the campaign who did so. Kushner seems compromised. But the only source we have for that is Kisilyak's tapped phone call. Knowing that your phone is tapped can be annoying, but if you're smart, it can also be used to your advantage. A few weeks after the Kushner meeting, Kisilyak had a chat with future Trump National Security Advisor Mike Flynn. But unfortunately, they didn't use Maxwell Smart's cone of silence. Instead, they used a regular phone. The pair discussed sanctions over five phone calls, and the US intelligence agencies were listening. Were you shocked to read that the NSA had intercepted that? (laughs) Shocked? No. No, okay. So, um, disappointed? Yes. Kisilyak wasn't mad, just disappointed. But it began a series of events that will land Mike Flynn in jail. But that's not all. There's also the three conversations Kisilyak had with Trump's future Attorney General, Jeff Sessions. Sessions claims he forgot about them all. If any brief interaction occurred in passing with the Russian ambassador during that reception, I do not remember it. But somehow the Justice Department and the Washington Post found out. Sessions thought all the attention was quite funny. He even made jokes about it in his speeches. Is Ambassador Kisilyak in the room? Before I get started here... Any Russians? But it wasn't a joke for all that long. Because of his contacts with Kislyak, Sessions was forced to step aside from the Russia investigation. I'm going to recuse myself. Sorry, that's Donald Trump impersonating Jeff Sessions. He's Jeff Sessions. Therefore, I have recused myself uh, in the matters uh, that deal with the Trump campaign. Which eventually led to the end of Sessions. Because after he recused himself, Trump fired him. Why the hell didn't he tell me that before I put him in? So, Mike Flynn jailed. Jared Kushner investigated. Jeff Sessions fired. If Kisilyak's mission was to wreck some of the most prominent Trump allies' ability to do their jobs, he nailed it. But none of those match up with Kisilyak's most important interaction with Trump world. It wasn't on the phone, or in a senator's office, or at a hotel, or even at Trump Tower. It was in the Oval Office. In 2017, Sergei Kisilyak knew it was time for him to return to the motherland after nearly 10 years in Washington. But he wanted to go out with a bang. At this point, it had been four years since any high-ranking Russian official had been invited to the White House. We had a very, very successful meeting with the foreign minister of Russia. 
Sergei Kislyak and his boss, Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov, arranged a meeting with Donald Trump. It's fair to say the White House didn't want anyone to know about it. No American press was invited, and it's easy to see why. During the meeting, the Sergeys got Trump to divulge some classified information, which isn't great. But the main reason the White House probably wanted to keep the meeting on the DL is because of the timing. FBI Director James Comey has just been fired by Donald Trump. So, less than a day after firing FBI Director James Comey, partly because Comey was investigating Trump's ties to Russia, Trump met with the two senior Russians and said this. I just fired the head of the FBI. He was crazy, a real nut job, Trump said, according to a document summarising the meeting. I faced great pressure because of Russia. That's taken off, he added. It kicked the whole scandal into another level. I think it's reaching the point where it's of Watergate size and scale. And the only reason we know about this secret meeting between Trump, Lavrov and Kislyak? The Russians told us about it. Pictures of that meeting provided by a Russian media photographer. The US media wasn't allowed to attend. The White House didn't want the meeting photographed, but the Russians did. The Russian delegation had a photographer there, but the White House officials somehow didn't think those photos would get out, telling CNN they tricked us. That's the problem with the Russians. They lie. The White House says the Russians told them the guy with the camera was Sergei Lavrov's personal photographer and that the photos weren't going to be published. So, was it just a one-off mistake or all part of a plan? I'm going to talk about a theory here. And if it's true, then it's probably even more difficult to grapple with than the idea that Trump colluded with Russia to influence the election. It would probably lead to an existential crisis in the US media and intelligence community. You ready? Here we go. Did the Democrats, the media and the intelligence community just play into Vladimir Putin's hands by placing so much focus on the investigation? Absolutely. This is Dr. Alon Ullman an expert in intelligence studies at Macquarie University. I had a chat with him and his colleague, Dr. Stephen McCombie, about their thoughts on what might really have happened in 2016. They say the Russians didn't necessarily like Donald Trump. They just thought that supporting him would cause chaos. They would support a leftist, a rightist, anybody who's extreme or who can cause trouble or is oppositional. They think the real success the Russians had in America is convincing everyone Donald Trump is their puppet, even if he possibly wasn't. And then all they had to do is watch America rip itself to shreds. And all they needed to do once they got involved and made it clear that they were involved is to sit back and enjoy the sight of the Democrats and intelligence community ripping into the White House and um, doing their bidding for them. Then Kisilyak and his team laid breadcrumbs for us to follow, like talking about meetings on open lines. Making sure they compromise Trump enough in case he did win office, which, they did, which he did. That puts Trump in a very awkward position. He's tainted. Trump didn't need to even ask for that support because the moment they've provided it, he's already tainted. So Trump's team, perhaps without knowing what was going on, potentially walked into a trap. There are individuals that the Russians have been able to manipulate and exploit. Maybe they took a bunch of pointless meetings with Russians 
The Russians then made sure we found out about it. And then when the rest of us found that trail, we couldn't help but follow. Here are 18 reasons Trump could be a Russian asset. It's almost beyond a doubt in my mind that Manafort conspired with the Russians. All right, and finally, new rule, you can't demand that everyone stand for the flag if you've colluded with a foreign government to subvert the very democracy that flag represents. Russia has kept on dripping information to us about its interactions with Trump. In fact, more often than not, we find out about calls and meetings between Trump and Putin from Russian media. One thing that we have to get from another country about the behaviour of our own president is any news about his contacts with Russia. This might be what Robert Mueller's report describes. Inexperienced, gullible, Trump-connected figures blindly walking into Russian traps, which the Russians then tell us about and we freak out about it. I can't tell you that for sure without looking at the report, but from the little things the Mueller team has been telling us, it's a strong possibility. Some members of the Mueller team say that the evidence on collusion, while not uh, establishing a criminal conspiracy, is actually very compelling. So it's possible that what the report will say is that Trump's team were kind of victims in a Russian spy operation, or at least unwitting participants. But if that's true, then we have to go back to the big questions I've been looking for answers to. Why did everyone in Trump's orbit lie about their contacts with the Russians if there was nothing nefarious about it? In this case, the Russians, any contact with the Russians looks bad. And so people try to deny it. Stephen McCombie thinks it's possible members of Trump's campaign were tricked into lying. It's also a bit of a prosecutor's trick in America because basically they try and lead a witness into telling a lie about something which is perhaps not that consequential, but the lie in itself is an offence and then they can leverage that offence to get them to talk about other stuff. The other big question is, why does Donald Trump side with Vladimir Putin against almost everyone else, including his own government at times? Putin's fine. He's fine. We're all fine. We're people. Will I be prepared? Totally prepared. I've been preparing for this stuff my whole life. Alon says he might just think that Putin is his kind of guy. He likes political leaders who are more authoritarian. It seems to be his general style. But then again, maybe Russia does have something on him. Trump himself is compromised in many other ways as well. I mean, he has his financial interests and that already puts him at a certain kind of relationship with Russia. And then he must also wonder what the Russians can manufacture about him. So all these things actually do put him in a very awkward position. Part of Russia's global plan is to weaken their greatest adversaries, the US and Europe. And there's no better way of doing that than making it seem like the American president is their puppet. Whatever Sergei Kisilyak's mission in Washington was, Moscow was very happy with his work. Soon after his visit to the Oval Office, he went home to Mother Russia and became a senator in the Russian parliament. It's a perfect role for a diplomat ready for semi-retirement. And he hasn't stopped getting out there and talking to the media in his usual friendly manner. Like when he was asked about whether he had anything to do with any Russian interference. I think the whole... uh story about the Russian interference is a hoax. And in an interview on Russian late-night TV, 
He said that there were many more Trump officials he's met. If it's not too hard for you, just list who you met with and who you were talking to on the phone. Sergei Kisilyak loved it. <laughs> he said he couldn't say. Why? Oh, because he'd met with so many Trump officials and the list was so long it'd take him 20 minutes to get through. And he said it all with a smile. This is Russia If You're Listening. It's produced by Ruby Jones and Will Ockenden. Attorney General Bill Barr has given us more details on the Mueller report, like what it's going to look like. We will colour code the excisions from the report. Colourful redactions. Fun. And Barr also says we should expect the whole thing soon. Within a week, I will be in a position to release the report. Subscribe now. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and recommend us to your friends. You can also contact us at russia at abc.net.au. I'm Matt Bevan. Thanks for listening. Hi, Frank Kelly here from The Party Room. PK, the PM has called the election. We're heading to the polls on the 18th of May. Yeah, and he called the election on a Thursday morning, right? I know. Weird, hey? And he's made it all about the economy and... I believe in a fair go. The fair go. Where have I heard that before? A fair go. Fair go, Fran. Fair go, PK. If you want political analysis, join us in The Party Room. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts or hear it on the ABC Listen app. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.